What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Saturday, May 21st, 2016. You guys are listening to episode 258. Um, I believe it's 258. Is that right? Holy shit. Time is flying on the podcast, man. I can't believe it is uh, that many episodes. But now that I like said it, I'm trying to think, did I get it right? Is it 50? I think it is. I think it's 258. I'm actually checking uh, where I upload it to to see if I got that right. And I think that I did get that right. So um, I hope everybody had a good time in between. And uh, yeah, this is episode... 258 of TVE, and I am doing it on Saturday because I just got back from Disney World. This is going to be the Disney World, um, the Disney World edition, okay? I did it. I did the, you have to take your kids to Disney World. My wife and I had this plan for a while. The kids were psyched, and we did seven days there or six days, got back last night, and uh, I have not been on stage in a long time. This is probably the longest I've ever been. So um, I'm just going to try to find a place to go tomorrow because I can't go fucking nine or ten days without being on stage. So um, I feel like I just you just feel like rusty and you just feel like, holy shit, where's my act? That's how you feel when you're not on stage. You just feel like, oh, my God, do I still have this? What do I do? I'm not in this. I need to fucking that's it's the craziest thing, you know, like you, you feel like, and then you do two shows in a row and you're like, oh, I'm back. So, um, I feel kind of crazy about that, but, uh, that's just being a comic. Um, but, uh, I didn't have my microphone with me out there. And to be honest with you guys, I wasn't going to do a podcast with my family, like at the fucking pool. And I'm sitting in my Disney world resort fucking hotel going like, this shit is unacceptable. This fat fucking, all my kids are like jumping in the pool, screaming, where's dad? And my mom, my my mom, and their mom is like, uh, you know, yeah, he's out there, he's out fucking yelling, at, <laughs> he's yelling about things that bother him into a microphone. Um, but I should have called her my mom this week because my wife, guys, absolutely crushed the itinerary. She put it all together, and uh, it was masterful. We'll get into the whole thing. Of course, I have an unacceptable from Disney World. This one's going to be not what you think. I know you're thinking, oh, he saw something at one of the parks. No, it's just something happened that was like, really? That's what the fuck you guys are doing with this, really? So I'll get into that after. But uh, as always, before we start, I got to shout out this Verzi Effect sponsors. GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. Um, comedians that are established and household names and also comedians that are up and coming. There's uh, amazing, amazing stories out there and things that you would not know about these comedians. The interview is run by Dave Gavry, a funny comedian in his own right out there in Chicago. And uh, he's run a great website. And when comedians come through Chicago, they always get up with Dave and do his... um do his interviews because they're great and he's a good dude as well. So please uh, check out gonzofame.com. Also, citylivingdog.com and Coach Mike, um, one of the best dog trainers in the country. He's got amazing videos, which you could see all online. All his social media stuff um, is uh, uh, City Living Dog and Coach Mike. Um, he's helping me train our dog and uh, he just has an unbelievable reputation. And what he does with these dogs is um, is amazing. Uh, he's out there in the New England area. But um, hit him up. Tell him that uh, the Verzi Effect sent you. If you guys have a dog um, that needs work or, you know, you want to just see what um, what Coach Mike is capable of doing, please go to uh, City Living Dog and you could check it out on um, all the social media um, he's got YouTube, he's got amazing YouTube videos of what he's doing with these dogs and how to train them and just what he can make a dog do. You're like, holy shit. Um, so all of it, check all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, coach Mike and uh, city living dog. Go also uh, to learn more about it. Go to CityLivingDog.com. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, the patience that the dude has with the dogs is just on another level. And another thing, which I, really admired and why I, I loved to uh, have, you know, 
a service like this on my on my podcast is when you see somebody that truly like wakes up every day and loves what they do. Like this dude loves working with dogs and loves like I to, I told I told him something over the phone once about what what my dog was doing, and then like he told me on the phone what to do, and then later. Like, I told him I was having company. This is how nuts it was. I told the dude I was having company, Coach Mike. And then later he texted me. He's like, make sure when the company comes in, you do this, this, and that, and you don't let this and that because he's going to want to claim the people. And, like, he was 100% right. Just crazy dog whisperer shit. So check that out. And also, of course, All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com for all the funny, hilarious podcasts out there. Not just the Verzi Effect, but Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, Jason Lawhead's Lawhead's Court. There's just so many. Burt Kreischer's There's so many podcasts on there. And um, follow them uh, at All Things Comedy on Twitter. And um, and support them, and also support their record label, All Things Records, because um, they're putting out great comedy albums. And that's where my album is, everybody. And thank you guys all for still uh, supporting and buying the album. The album is, um, well, I mean, it's, it hasn't even been out a year, but still people, during the course of the year, people keep buying it and keep buying it online. You could get it on Amazon, you could get it on Bandcamp, you could get it on iTunes. So um, please, um, if you haven't if you haven't downloaded it yet, you haven't bought it, check it out. It's getting great reviews, and um, I want to also thank Sirius XM Radio Raw Dog because they're playing the shit out of it all over the country. Those guys are awesome, and I truly, truly appreciate that. So check all those things out. Gonzo Fame, City Living Dog, all things comedy. Let's get into the show, everybody. How the hell are you? While I sip my unsweetened iced tea with a little splash of lemonade. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. I spent a week in Orlando, Florida at Disney World. Um, and I got to tell you, on the way there, luckily I got to fly out of Westchester County Airport. For you people don't know, a lot of people think New York is just the, the you know, what they call, I call the big three, which is LaGuardia, Kennedy, and Newark. But if you live in Westchester County, uh, where I live, there's Westchester County Airport. It's got like fucking four runways, if that. And you could fly to Atlanta, Florida, and the and the bigger airlines are now there, like United, JetBlue, um, you know, uh, Delta. So we got to fly at a, out of an airport, small airport, 20 minutes from our house to Orlando, direct and back, which made it amazing. My kids are basically seven and four years old and they never on an airplane and I have to shout out my kids they my fucking daughter four years old was on an airplane like she was bored of it she was like it was like she flown a thousand times like even when the fucking thing goes bing and like you pull up to the terminal and you you get to your gate and the thing just goes and everyone she just knew she just took her belt off it was like it was like I was looking around like how the fuck does she know like it was the weird it was like almost like She's, I was like, what are you flying? Like, what are you flying <laughs> on your own that we don't know about? Are you really going to daycare during the day? Or are you a world traveler? Like, that's how it was. My kids would just put on their headphones, watching things, take off. They didn't even really know. They were just like, are we in the air yet? Like, it was the greatest thing. So easy with that. Um, and we hooked it up. We did it right. We, we went a little VIP style. We did it. We did it right. We had transportation taken care of. We stayed at one of the resorts on the grounds. Um, and my wife just had it all planned out. Look, I get, this is the advice I could give anybody that goes to Disney World. Whether you go with, you know, you know your significant other. Whether you go... And there was that, there was that too. Like, it's not... Disney World is not just kids and families. I mean, it's a lot of that. But Disney World is like couples. There's people alone and shit that just want to feel happy and they fucking into, you know, fucking Aladdin and Jafar or whatever. And they're like, ah, I'm going. Like, I'm just going. I'm going to do that. I'm going to see Mickey Mouse by myself. You know, part of me... I, I, I'm not going to lie, though. Like, if you do it alone, like, part of me is like, that's a little fucked up. You know? I think it's a little weird. I just realized that while I'm doing this podcast, my patio door and deck door is open with the screen and my neighbor is probably listening to me screaming about this shit. So I am going to shut this, but I will continue to talk because I'm a professional. All right. So, yeah. So, I mean, we saw, we saw, you know, just couples together. We saw families with kids. We saw, you know, families with one kid. We saw people by themselves, the whole deal. 
But this is the advice I'll give. If you decide to go to Disney World and your wife is excited about it and she's the one looking up at the plans and do that, let her do it. Like a wedding. You show up in a fucking monkey suit. You smile. All right? You eat some fucking prime rib. You dance with people you don't know with a smile. You get hammered and then it's over. That's what you do. Listen to me. I'm not kidding you. When you go to Disney World, let other people take care of it. Do not complain how hot it is. Florida is hot as shit. Okay? It's fucking hot. You just put the backpack on. We had little bags. My wife even assigned everybody a bag. My wife had the kids draw on their bag. The whole thing. And I just put my fucking bag on. Everything I needed in it. A poncho when it rains like a monsoon out there. My phone. My wallet. All the shit that you need, couple of snacks in there, and you just fucking put on your sunglasses and you just smile and just, yes, yes, let's do that. Sure, sure, I'll do that. All right, how long is that going to be? All right, that's a little long, but I'm here. Let's have fun. Just do that. We had no fucking meltdowns, okay? We had no meltdowns from the kids, and we saw shit shows. I mean, when I tell you shit shows, I mean, we saw kids, Uh, dude, these some of these kids broke down like they were fucking just like they were a soldier who just couldn't hack boot camp. Like they, they were just like they were just like tapping out. They just couldn't do it. Okay, so uh, I had to stop it for a second because kids were running around. Anyways, yeah, I mean we saw meltdowns, just kids rubbing their eyes. And I, listen, you can't blame a kid. You know, some kid from fucking Minnesota. You know, just dealing with some three and a half year old kid from Minnesota. got shit in his pants. He's fucking 98 degrees. He's getting dragged around. Big fucking creatures holding his hand, taking pictures with him. He finally just mentally taps out. (laughs) Can you blame a kid? Can you blame a kid for just losing their shit because they've been at a park for eight hours they're sweating like they've never sweated before. They're not even from the, the, the South, so they never even felt shit like this. I mean, it's bound to happen. Luckily, it did not happen with us. Uh, my kids were just, they knew, you know, they knew it. If they got tired, we would hold them, but there was just never that moment. And I think it's because my wife planned it so good. Like whenever there would be tired or hunger, boom, a restaurant reservation was already in the plans. Um, then we'd go and do something really cool for two hours, like sit down and watch a show or go on a couple of rides and then boom, guess what? Now it's time to sit in air conditioning and dinner. Oh, boom. We're going to go fucking hang with, you know, meet Mickey and Goofy and shit. So it was always paced out. So what you have to do is you got to pace out the trip with what you do each day. The itinerary has to make sense as far as breaking it up. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I thought that there was going to be some, there really wasn't. There really wasn't. Got back to the resort. Pools were open really late, so you could go by the pool, jump in the pool, get refreshed. The pool water was... I've never walked into water. Like, like you know when you go to a pool and you put your feet in, you're like, all right. But then by the time you get to your knees, the knees is the breaking point of, like, seeing how... Knees are the breaking point of seeing how, you know, uh, like, cold it's going to be. Or whatever, you know, it like, that's when you know, you're like, listen, I need to jump in right now or fuck this, I'm not going in. Um, so this pool was like, all right, you walk in, now oh, your feet are good, now it's your knee. Now I was like, now I'm up to my hips, so I'm like, is this warm? And then I just went in and it was zero, it was just like perfect temperature. And then at night, what the resort did was the colder it got at night, which it still never was, it went from like 90 to like 70 something or like, you know. But when it would go from like 90 to 70, when it was like 70 outside, they cranked the pool up to like 80. So you'd get out of the pool. The pool was like almost like at one point at night, like at the coldest point, it felt like a, a hot tub that was off. It was insane. You got out and you were cold and you got in the water and it was like hot. It was the shit. Um, so all of that worked out with the kids and everything. Um, there were a couple of moments where my wife caught me laughing to myself. Like, you know, because I think that the comic part of my brain, you know, the comedians, is sometimes it's hard to shut it off, you know. And I want to shut it off sometimes. But sometimes it's hard. It's hard to see things. And, you know, what I do for a living is is talk about funny shit or what I think is funny or trying to make something funny. Um, 
and I'm just seeing this shit and I'm just like, you know, I will tell you when my, <laughs> when my daughter saw Cinderella for the first time, like what it was worth the price of admission, just like my daughter looking at this princess and just staring at her. And my daughter just gave a look to the princess's face like, holy shit, I got to get to that level. Like, I need to up my princess game. Like, this is next level stuff. But then I start laughing, like, to myself, like, this is just some 25-year-old chick who, like, this is her day job, you know? And then, of course, I start thinking of, like, you know, I even... I just, I don't know. My mind was in the gutter because I was tired. And I just started thinking of like this Cinderella, like all these little girls are looking up to her. And like, what if she's just an absolute fucking pig? You know, like what if she's just like the Florida State fucking like chick that everybody's talking about? You know, just a fucking absolute animal doing keg stands. You know, just fucking tits out running through a sorority house like puking. And now she's like fucking, you know, she's like fucking sleeping beauty. So I'm just thinking of this shit to myself laughing. And my wife is probably knowing what I'm thinking. And I'm just like, these little girls are looking up to these people. And it's just something like the dude in the goofy mask, like the dude in the goofy outfit, you know, like it just made me think like this guy probably fucking works at like Jiffy Lube. And he's just, unless, I don't know, like, I don't know, dude, like, the character, like, that's what I want to know, I was going to actually Google, or is it this, if you guys know this, or if anybody down south, if anybody listening to the Verzi Effect podcast is from Florida, is it like, do they have, like, main characters, like, that's your job? Like, is the, I know it's not all the same person, because they're all at different parks and shit, but, like, is there, like, a Mickey who gets, like, tenure, because he's fucking, he's just, he's the guy, like, do they get benefits? You know? Like, I... I just picture like an old, like a retirement home, you know, there's a retirement home. This guy's like, do you know who the fuck I am? Okay. I played Mickey Mouse. Okay. Every August of my life for 30 fucking years, you know, I want a single room. I'm fucking Mickey, you know, but he just doesn't have the fucking head on. Um, I just was thinking of all these things. Like, is there like set people? And then we did the, we did the dinner with the princesses which is at the fucking Cinderella castle. And it's like a six month wait or whatever it is. My wife, I don't know. My wife said it was like an insane type of thing where you go to the castle at Magic Kingdom, like, the, you know, Cinderella's castle, you know, that you, that you see, the castle. And then you walk up, you go into like Cinderella's fucking place or whatever. And then you walk like up these stairs and stuff. I'm sure people listening to this have done it. And while you're eating, like, during the uh, appetizer and entree and dessert and all that stuff, they'll make an announcement, like, she, it was, it's almost like in basketball, <laughs> where they're just like, you know, a 6'8 guard from Georgia Tech, you know, it's almost like that, they're just like, but they just give, like, the breakdown of the story, <laughs> so they'll be like, you know, she had the worst stepmother in the world, <laughs> She had evil sisters and the worst step, well, you know, you know, and she was sleeping for a long, you know, and then, and then they'll just be like, Snow White, and everybody goes nuts and shit, and then Snow White walks to each table and signs an autograph book, and, um, you know, what the fuck is it, the cat, I swear to God, my cat Stanley, putting his head in a bag, yeah, so like, and then Snow White would walk around, sign a kid's autograph books, and then take pictures, and then they did that with, um, they did that with, well, Cinderella you meet at the bottom of the, like, when you first walk in. And then the other four was, like, Jasmine from fucking Aladdin. Uh, Snow White. It was uh, Ariel from Little Mermaid. And uh, who was the other chick, man? What the, what was the other one? Um, not Rapunzel, maybe, or Sleeping Beauty or something. One of the, you know, I don't know, one of these chicks. But, um... So you eat dinner and then they all come around. And the kids get a kick out of it. The food actually was not bad. That was one thing I was worried about. Because the first restaurant we went to, I had Italian food and I got a chicken parm dinner. And it was horrific. And I was like, man, if this is what it's going to be like. But I got to say, the other restaurants that my wife set up, she set up some restaurants. The food was was, was definitely um, above average. There were obviously some meals better than others. But uh, that's one thing I would also suggest. Not only having a good itinerary where you have stuff to do all day to make the day flow and go quicker, but make sure the restaurants get good reviews and uh, you talk to people. Because 
as much as you could have a nice, decent meal out there, you could also have a shitty one real quickly. And it's, it's not the last thing you want to do when you've been walking around in 94 degrees is sit in an air conditioned restaurant, feel good about a meal. And then it's an absolute, you know, you know, debacle. So, um, and then, yeah, I tweeted something where we were, (laughs) we were, we went to this one place where, like, the other characters came up. Who were they? They were, like, the Disney Junior characters, like Sophia the First and uh, Handy Manny and Doc McStuffins. And I always forget the fourth one. They always do four. And, um, oh, and Jake from the Neverland Pirates come up. And our waitress was just this old chick, beat up looking. And I just, all I thought of, I was like, oh, my God, she's been here forever. Like, rough face. Looks like she's just smoking cigarettes out there. Uh, and I just start laughing. And I tweeted and Facebooked this. And people were like, dude, what's wrong with you? But I just said, like, she's, I, I said she's had so many bad miles on her. <laughs> I said she's probably blown every Pluto that's ever worked here. My wife was just shaking her head. And I know that's not funny and it's crude. But at the same time, when you're tired and you're just mine, I don't even know why it just went sexual at Disney World. But I think it's because everybody, like, looks up to all the women, like, all the princesses there. And I'm just thinking, like, there's this is not a real fucking princess. Like, I leaned over to my wife and I was like, people know, do people know that these are just people, like, that go home? I, I was just picturing their drive home, you know, like, Cinderella's drive home. she got the big fucking dress in the back or wherever she hangs it up. And she's just, like, wiping the makeup off, like, calling her girlfriend. Going, this little fucking kid got ice cream all over my... What's wrong with these parents feeding these kids? And I'm just like, I don't know why I just went there. But I think it's because everybody's looking up to him like it's real. But one thing I want to know, if any of you guys know it or work there, I really have to know, is like the goof... Is like the main Mickey, like the main person? Or is it just like, do you like... Can you just like sign up for a job? Like, is there an application? Where they're like, yeah, Mickey's needed at Disney World, you know, 27, summer of 27, you know, 2017. Like, I need to know that. I just don't know. Um, but it was, it was really cool. Other than the tiredness and my stupid comedian mind working and just like, whatever. Um, it was really a good time. And I would recommend just doing it right. You got to do it right. Um, it's not cheap, folks. It's not cheap. You know, you got to... And we had to do the fast pass thing where you get like these bracelets and it's fast pass. So like other people are, why are you meowing? What the fuck? I'm doing a show here. Um, so like there's a line of like standby, which you have to wait like 60, 70, 80 minutes to get on a ride. If you have the fast pass, you just schedule a time and you walk right up and go on, you know, which was cool. Now, uh, my unacceptable is, uh, is I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. It was something that I really took in and I said, at first one family like cut us, I thought, but they didn't catch it, uh, cut us. Th- their other family members were, what, this fucking cat, hold on a second. Okay, so I thought one of my unacceptables was gonna be this family that was, um, that cut us, you know, but they didn't. My wife is like, I think the people in front of us, they're all together. So I was like, all right, then that's cool. That makes sense. Um, you know, that would have really bummed me out. Okay, so, um, sorry about that. Another interruption. Um, so they didn't cut me. My wife is like, just make sure, you know, because I wanted to be like, dude, you see my family sitting here? What are you cutting? They didn't. So I was like, all right, that's not going to be unacceptable for the show. (laughs) And then it happened. All right. Now this is, I think this is shitty. You guys tell me. Some people, oh, well, maybe it's no. Part of the Disney World experience is your kids get autograph books. And my wife didn't do the typical you buy the autograph book that they have there. My wife had profession my wife had professional like artist people make these ones and then they sent it to our home. It had like the spiral, like it was just insane. Like with these hard construction paper. It was like a homemade autograph book, but that looked like they could sell it for a lot of money at a store, a craft store, whatever. It was really nice, and they customized it to my kids' names, and my son had this, like, Darth Vader helmet on it with Mickey ears, and it said Lucas, and my daughter Sophia had the same thing with uh, with whatever, whichever one that she had with, like, a flower. It was really nice, right? 
So we had to make sure that we got the characters to sign. So we knocked out, you know, Mickey and Minnie, Goofy, Daisy, fucking all the things, right? So my, my son started getting a little discouraged because a lot of the signings were princesses. And at first he's like, I don't want to take a picture with Rapunzel. I don't want to take it. You know, he didn't really care like about Rapunzel or he didn't care about like Tinkerbell like as much. You know, he's like all of these signings and character meetings seem to be for my sister. I want to, I want So I'm like, don't worry, dude, we're going to go to Hollywood studios and we're going to get, you know, Star Wars guys. And he's like, yeah. So, you know, we saw the. We saw the Stormtrooper show, and we did the uh, Star Tours with the sick simulator. Dude, that simulator was so sick, I got nauseous. I felt like I was in, like, they have this, like, insane, insane simulator at Hollywood Studios where you go in, and this thing rocks back and forth, but you, there's this, like, insane, like, IMAX screen in front of you. And we sat in the front, and, like, all of a sudden, like when you go into hyperspace, dude, you just start flying. And then it, then it had like uh, Django Fett, Bubba Fett's father, shooting at you from his thing. And like you felt it. And at one point, I'm looking over at my son to think if he's all right. And I'm like, no, I'm ready to throw up. So we, we did all the Star Wars stuff you could do. But one of the first things we did is they had a room where you could meet, do like a meet and greet uh, and take pictures with Chewbacca or Kylo Ren. Or both, two separate lines. So my son's like, we're going Kylo Ren. We're going Kylo Ren. He's all psyched to get Kylo Ren's autograph. Everybody else gave autographs. And the lady behind us in line goes, yeah, it's kind of a bummer, though. They don't, the Kylo Ren and the, some of the Star Wars people don't sign. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, they don't sign. I know I was sad, too. You'll get a picture, but they won't sign. And, like, everyone was super nice and everything. And then when we get to the Star Wars thing and Kylo Ren... It was like, okay, you're on the bridge now. And they're like, they're taking it real seriously. You know, like, and I get it, like, with little kids. Like, when we went to see, like, Sophia the First, when she'd go on break, they'd be like, oh, Sophia's got to take a break, you know. You know, uh, we got to just check on the trolls. The trolls might be running around the palace, and she's got to see. You know, meanwhile, so the real Sophia, I mean, the chick in the outfit's probably got to go take a shit, you know, or take a piss or whatever, or on break, and a new chick comes in with an outfit. I know that's what it is, but fine, that's cute. The kid, oh, the trolls are in the castle, whatever. That's fine. But, like, we go to, like, the Star Wars one, and they're like, okay, we have them on the bridge. And I'm like, all right, fine, that's a little, you know, that's all right, but it's a little much, you know, like it's a bunch of fucking kids sweating and ready to cry and puke, dude. We're not on a fucking bridge. We're, we're in Orlando, Florida at a resort where you people are getting paid a lot of money. Let's cut the fucking thing and let's let's get this asshole who's in a, in a Kylo Ren uniform to sign. So this guy comes in and he's like all cold, like the Kylo Ren character was like all kind of cold, and he just like put his arm out and did this and that. And they, like, didn't sign anything and just took pictures. And then they were like, okay, his, whatever they said, like, the scan is complete. And then we left and he's, like, in character. I want to be like, fuck you, dude. You can't sign something for kids. You're going to play it that seriously where you guys can't sign autographs because they're either villains or it's, it, it's Star Wars characters. They can't sign, grab a little kid's thing and just sign Kylo Ren. And the kid gets thrilled and he goes and he's like, oh, I got Kylo Ren's autograph. You can't do that. Really, Disney World? Fuck you. That's unacceptable. Seriously, I hope somebody at Disney World hears this. If you know somebody that works at Disney World, send this. This is bullshit, all right? We, I spent a ton of money. I'm not going to mention how much money my wife and I spent on this trip. We spent a shitload of money on this trip, okay? This is as much money as you could spend if you go to fucking Europe or do something. We spent a lot of money. We stayed there for a week. We stayed at a resort there. We went to restaurants. Nothing is cheap there. This asshole can't just grab the fucking autograph book and sign Kylo Ren on it and take a picture, maybe put his arm around him. He's got to act like he's fucking really, really. He's got to act like he's in the movie still or he's a bad guy. I swear to God, the Kylo Ren in the movie Force Awakens was a nicer guy than this guy. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke, dude. You're a fucking character at a, at a, you're a fucking carny. All right, you're going to take a fucking helmet off and your stupid outfit and you're going to go drive your fucking Toyota, whatever, Corolla to your fucking studio apartment and probably take bong hits all night, you, you asshole. Are you really not going to sign the autograph for the kid because you're Kylo Ren, the bad guy? Kid's seven years old, dickhead. Sign it. The process is complete. They could go with a stupid hand and a stupid glove out. I wanted to whisper. I swear to God, next time I go, I'm going to be like, you know, it's really shitty you guys don't have this guy sign. And just say, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? I'll kick the shit out of Kylo Ren. That would be the best part. You just see Kylo Ren holding his head while they escort him out because some father beat the shit out of him because he wouldn't sign something. Get the fuck out of here.
unacceptable. Absolutely 100% unacceptable, ridiculous. And then they were like, oh, go online, Chewbacca, but he doesn't sign anything either. It's like, why are the Star Wars people not signing anything? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait in line. And then we didn't go. We didn't go to take the picture. It's like the whole point of it is to fill the autograph book and have fun with getting all as many autographs as you can at the park, meeting characters and having it cool. Now, don't get me wrong. The Star Wars thing was insane. They had all the, like the different lightsabers, the description of them, the history of them, which bad guy had them. Awesome shit if you like Star Wars. I'm not like the hugest Star Wars nerd, but I love Star Wars and I liked it. So if you're a nerd, you just you fuck, you probably start crying when you walked into this thing. They had uniforms, description of people. I mean, everything, the history of everything. And then the characters are there not signing autographs. You're going to have Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is the Babe Ruth of the fucking thing. Mickey, Mickey Mouse is the Babe. Mickey Mouse is what Walt Disney's creation was. That's the biggest one. Okay. So you're going to have the Babe Ruth of, you're going to have the, the, the founder. You're going to have the guy that started it all. Okay. Make no mistake about it. Mickey Mouse is the fucking guy. Period. That's what it's based off of. It's based off of a sketch drawing of Mickey Mouse. And now this empire is built. And you're going to have Mickey and his chick Minnie sign the shit. Okay? Donald Duck. All these legends. Legends. That's what they are. They're fucking legends. You're going to have all of them sign it. But some new character in Star Wars and Chewbacca aren't going to grab a little kid's book and grab a Sharpie and sign the fucking thing? It's, it's, it's unacceptable. You know what? I'm actually mad at myself as I'm talking to you people about this shit right now for me not opening my mouth saying something like, yeah, it's really shitty to have people wait on a, even with the fast pass thing, we waited fucking 40 minutes, even 20 minutes. You're going to wait 20 minutes to meet this dude and not get it signed. So then after Kylo Ren didn't sign, I'm not going to wait for some guy in a fucking hairy Chewbacca outfit to not sign my kid's thing. It's ridiculous. Oh my God, I'm so pissed off at myself. Why didn't I go, you know, it's real shitty that they don't sign things, just so you guys know. It's a shitty thing. And then what, have Kylo Ren look at me in a bad thing? I'd be like, yeah, dude, listen, listen. I'll take that fucking helmet off and look at me like that. You fucking fag. Fuck you. Give me a fucking break. It's ridiculous. How unacceptable is it? With his stupid hand out like he's doing something. It would have been so... How cool would it have been if he was cool to the kids, grabbed the marker, signed it, and then put his arm around the kids and took a picture and said something in the voice kind of cool, like, have a good fucking time. I don't know. Something. I just... Yeah, it really bugged the shit out of me. And now it made us not wait online for the other guys. So now you could... So basically, so anybody that goes to Disney World, just know you'll wait on a long line to have some asshole take his job too seriously. It reminds me of Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. He goes, yeah, these actors are taking their jobs way too seriously when he went back in time to like the 1300. Like, yeah. So you're going to just go there, people taking it way too seriously and not get anything out of it. I could understand if they play that whole thing and then get an autograph. That's even cooler. Because now it's like you got a guy acting evil, but he's still going to give a kid an autograph and like tell him to have a good time. Instead, it's just some fucking asshole sitting there. Ridiculous. My wife made a good point. It's like, just take a picture in front of a statue then. You could just take a picture in front of the statue or a fucking cardboard cutout. It's the same difference. I don't need some real life asshole in the suit to do it. People should start boycotting that. That's what people should do. They should start boycotting the Star Wars meet and greets with the characters at Disney so these assholes can have a meeting. And so I'm dead serious about this, man. I want to start a petition about this shit. Stop going. Don't go. Or when you do go, go to the people and say, are they signing today? And when they say no, walk off the fucking line. Oh, God, I hope somebody works at Disney listening to this. If you know somebody that works at Disney World or Hollywood Studios, please, please, please just send this to them. I don't give a shit. I want I don't care if I had 10 listeners or fucking 10 million listeners. I just want people to stop going to the Star Wars thing because they don't sign things because I think that is an absolute travesty that families fly from all over the world. Forget fucking forget forget America. There's people from all over Ireland there. You know, uh, people from the UK there, people all over the place going over there. 
that probably love Star Wars because Star Wars is just, you know, it's an international phenomenon is what it is. And, And these people can't do it. It's like you got people flying all over the place for this, spending good money, having to roll the dice on your shitty restaurants or hopefully get a good one. All this shit, walking around a park 10 hours. One day we spent 10 and a half hours at a park in the sun. And this asshole can't sign Kylo Ren on the fucking thing? Oh, absolutely unacceptable. It really is ridiculous the more I think about it. Why? And why can't you? That's what I wanted to know. Why? Just give me a good, give me an answer. Why can't you? It's like, don't have the Star Wars thing then there. Or just have a ride then. Don't have the characters there. Don't have the characters there. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't fuck. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like putting on a porno, right? That you get excited to watch, and it's just people just walking by the screen back and forth, waving at you. And like 15 minutes goes by, and you're like, "All right, is this? I, I, all right. I don't. What am I gonna? Like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I see it, but that's not the. That's not the point of this. You know, the point. What am I gonna do? Uh." Look, some perverts are like, I'll still whack it. I'll just freeze it when they walk by. Um, So that's my unacceptable, everybody. I think it's a valid one. I think it's a good one. Now it's time to get to your guys' unacceptables. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much for the trip. It was just great. We went to... um, We we, we did everything. We did Magic Kingdom. The only thing we didn't do was Epcot, which we'll do when the kids are older. But we did Animal Kingdom. Um... We did the safari in a pouring rainstorm, which was awesome. Just seeing this rhinoceros that was like fucking 3,000 pounds. Dude, it was it was really cool. My son got to see the cheetahs. The lions were sleeping. You couldn't see them, and it was pouring. It was just sad seeing some of the animals that hate the water just like hiding under a fucking branch when, when it, was, <laughs> it was like a monsoon, and the animals just, you know, got some fucking tourists from Arizona taking pictures of them, and they're just like they want no part of it. But the elephants, it was really cool to see that. Um, that was the worst day, though, with the rain. Uh, Magic Kingdom, three days we did, which was awesome. Hollywood Studio, we spent like ten and a half hours. It was awesome, except those assholes not signing it. And uh, and then Animal Kingdom, but just a great time. And uh, I was thrilled to be there with my family. It was awesome. So that was pretty much the Disney um, the Disney trip. It was just relaxing and great. So hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope I shared a little bit of my thing with you. Um, I, I got to say it was so cool to not really think about work, not think about jokes or being funny or not having to get on stage, just kind of taking away from it all and being able to, um, you know, it just reminded me of how important it is when I stay home with my kids and just the, you know them knowing that daddy's not leaving, daddy's not flying somewhere, daddy's not, you know, going down to the city tonight to to you know get on stage and work on jokes. It's just it's just me and my kids, and nothing but fun stuff to do. And um, you just felt a cool bond with it and everything. So, um, in all seriousness, as much as I will talk shit about things, it was it was definitely really cool. Um, I will say this, the alcoholic, uh, the alcohol intake was not much on the trip. And when you did do it, you didn't feel anything cause you were sweating so much drinking water and then eating that you didn't even feel like to get hammered like there. First of all, to get hammered, there gotta be a real piece of shit. Like I was just, every time I would like, was at our resort. And I would just see people at the bar because there was this one bar by a pool. And there was never many people, just one or two. I just started laughing because it was like the, probably like the same one or two people. Just like, yeah, I, I got to get hammered. <laughs> but um, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, it went by quick. Resort was awesome. The resort had an arcade if it rained. And it was like a serious arcade like shit Dave and Buster's has. Like it was no joke. Um, and... The food, you know, you could get food all the time. Like, you know, of course, a gift shop after everything you did. And then one time in the rain, oh, this was cool. One time in the rain, we went to um, Disney Springs, which is shops. It's the biggest Disney World shopping store in the world that you could go to. And we went to see um, Captain America Civil War in the rain. And it was a dine-in with a buzzer and a waiter with good food, alcohol, drinks, fucking everything. Just awesome like you just hit a buzzer and they'll bring you candy 
and they'll bring you popcorn. And then you hit the buzzer. You're like, dude, I want a burger. And they bring it. And I was like, yeah, let me get a mojito with fucking... And they bring it, like, during the movie. So, I mean, I really got to watch the movie again because I didn't get all of it because um, I was just psyched on the eating and, and, and all that. So we did that in the in the rainstorm. It just it was just a lot of fun. Uh, let me get to your guys on acceptables. And we will go from here. Okay, uh, I see some regulars. I think a couple of new people. Um, and and some some oldies, but goodies. This one is this says cop unacceptable, and this is from Ryan Gerano. Uh, okay, hey Paul. The only time I've ever had a problem with cops is when I was being a drunk asshole. It's really a shame that there have uh, to be a few shitty cops that ruin it and make everyone hate all cops. Uh, I'm in Westchester right now with my family driving on the highway and we saw a cop um, in the shoulder with his lights on. We were a few thousand feet from him in the right lane uh, and as we get closer, he pulled some unacceptable shit. My mom was driving in the right lane trying to get over to the left so the cop uh, could get out of the shoulder and back in the lane. There was someone right next to us on the left, so my mom couldn't get over. So this cop just darts out, oh yeah, of the shoulder, and pulls out in front of uh, us without signaling, making my mom slam on her brakes. What a careless asshole. If that guy saw a civilian do that, I guarantee he'd have a field day pulling them over. Totally unacceptable and dangerous. Put him in a pig pen and drown him in a vat of pig slop. Uh... Yeah, and you know what else they'll do is if you don't get over, if they've if they've pulled somebody, this has happened, if they've pulled somebody over on the right, and you're on the right and don't get over to the left, you know they could pull you over and say, oh well, you know you should have got out of our way. So yeah, it's it's, I mean I saw a cop just fly through a red light. They don't give a shit, you know. And I mean I guess if they they could just say they were going somewhere or whatever. And I, look. If I was a cop and I was just sitting at a light and I wanted to just get somewhere, maybe I'd go through it because I have the privilege. I don't know that that's like the worst thing. But when it's stuff like that where they could cause an accident or they do something that would fucking get somebody five points on their license or thrown in jail for that matter, it's horseshit. Thank you for the uh, submission. Uh, this one is from Drew. Um, uh, let it. Hi, Paul. First off, I can't wait to see you and Burr at the New Jersey Pack in June. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I haven't worked with Bill in a while, and uh, we're doing a few dates in upstate New York and Jersey together, getting the band back together for a couple of these. It's going to be fun. I know you guys are going to kill it. I sit next uh, I sit next to a woman at work who is probably in her 60s, and our cubicles are only feet away with just an aisle between us. While I was eating lunch at my desk this afternoon, she decided to get up uh, get up out of her desk to grab lunch herself. While she walked past with her ass at desk height, no, with her ass at desk height at uh, most three feet away from my food, she let out a loud and wet-sounding fart. She frequently lets them rip without a care in the world, but this time I was way too close to my food and didn't even want to finish my lunch afterwards. Throw her in a cage with some gas so I can eat in peace. Thanks, Drew. (laughs) Jesus, that is... First of all, I got to be honest with you, and I don't care if it sounds sexist. It's different. It's different when a guy rips one and then when a girl... I'm sorry, ladies. I know some of you aren't going to like this, but I, I, I state that even with my even with my kids. You know, if my son Lucas farts loud, all right. Like, my daughter did it and we all laughed, but she's four years old. So if my daughter does it and she, you know, a little girl farts, you're going to laugh and do all that stuff. When you're a grown woman at lunchtime walking past another adult and you just rip one, it's like, at what point, like, I don't know if she thinks it's funny or doesn't care, but that's just ridiculous. Like, it's almost like, first of all, not only is it gross, it's just like, really? It's fucking disgusting, man. It's disgusting. Yeah, I don't want to eat after you just fucking, God knows what's going to come out of you too. And then you start thinking of all that stuff. Ugh. Absolutely unacceptable. This one, cigar smoking. Here we go. Uh, Lee uh, Ryder. Hi, Paul. Perhaps you've explained this before, but I've missed it, so I'm going to ask anyways. Uh, I'm a cigarette smoker and have tried to smoke cigars before. 
For me, however, whenever I smoke cigars, I get a burning sensation in my mouth. I can't understand how it is possible to be a cigarette smoker yet have never been able to smoke cigars. Uh, am I doing it incorrectly, maybe, or am I just possibly smoking shitty cigars, Lee Ryder? All right, well, that's a great question, and I think I could help you with both um, uh, questions that you asked. I think that the fact that you have the habit of smoking a cigarette hurts you with a cigar because you're so used to pulling in uh, cigarette tobacco and inhaling it. And I think just by force of habit, even though you're not inhaling the cigar, you're probably letting too much in. You're probably not fully smoking it properly because you just have that habit. With the cigar, you need to kind of just let the smoke go in your mouth to start. And then as you start to enjoy it, and as it comes out, like like me, if I smoke a really good cigar, I love the smell of it when it comes out of my mouth. But obviously, I don't want so much smoke going up my nose. Or I just kind of, it's got to just be that perfect balance. Um, and it's a feel thing. But you can't really open your throat. And you should just kind of get the taste in your mouth and just blow it out. Another thing people who don't smoke cigars do is right is they don't smoke it slowly. They don't take a puff of the cigar, exhale it enjoy it and then wait a second wait a couple a lot of them keep smoking so you have the habit of smoking a cigarette so what you're doing is a cigarette you just keep puffing it you keep puffing it a lot of times that same habit not only are you letting smoke down your throat too much with the cigar because you're used to smoking cigarettes you're smoking the cigar too quickly so you're hitting the cigar and then that time of like oh now it's time to hit it again no it's stronger so just let it stay in your mouth and blow it out also you're probably smoking the wrong cigars the lighter the leaf is on the outside, the more mild it is. Okay, if it's somewhere in the middle, then that's medium to, to full body. And then if it's really dark brown or almost black on the outside, then that's full body, and that'll make you throw up. So what I recommend is going, I started with like Romeo and Julieta, light, light, very mild. Uh, I'd go to a cigar shop and tell a guy that you're, you know, you're, you want to have a nice cigar, but you just started and you need something really, really mild and that you want something that doesn't burn. There are cigars that will not burn you and they'll feel fine as long as you don't, like I said, don't open your throat too much. Let it stay in your mouth and don't smoke it too fast and make sure that the outer leaf is light. All right. And then that'll help you. Let me know how that works out. Thank you for the submission. Um, men in tights equals not acceptable is no one on my side. This is from Jeffrey Weber. Hi, Paul. Love your show. Came to you. Ah, another. Yeah, this is Burr's bringing people here. Uh, came to you through Burr's podcast, and I'm glad I did. My unacceptable is that I can't find too much agreement on, so I want to hear what you think. I've noticed in the gym lately that men are wearing tight leggings to work out in, and it really creeps me out. Like they borrowed their girlfriend's. Uh, loungewear to go exercise. Thankfully, they throw shorts over them, but the look is off-putting to say the least. I saw one guy with thin white leggings the other day, and I swear all he was missing was a, a dress and an Easter basket. Uh, am I old-fashioned? My friends don't seem to care either way, and I know the NBA guys like them, and we all want to avoid injury, but is cross-dressing really the answer? Lock them up in a curves and leave the weight room to the guys who are wearing shorts and a tee. Jeff in Chicago. Ah, that's a good one because I hear what you're saying. It's kind of weird. I think there's, listen, I think it's, if the guys are trying to, yeah, if there's an injury there and people are saying that it constricts the muscle around the injury to make it better, um, also if it's helping them lose weight, uh, I don't know if you want to, you know, look, I would think you definitely had a, <clears throat> a point if they weren't wearing shorts over it, but if they are wearing basketball shorts over it, plus I also think a lot of these assholes that go to the gym, they like to wear what they see on TV. You know, they see like Steph Curry and they see these other people, you know, wearing these things. So they think that it's going to work for them. It's all like trendy bullshit. I agree with you. You know, if I go to a gym, uh, well, first of all, when I go to the gym, I just basically wear shorts and I go on the, uh, I do the, you know, the cardio shit. I do the treadmill or what is it, the elliptical, all that stuff. And then that's it. And then I'll jump in a pool and that's it. Or go in a steam room. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I I look at it more annoying as like if they really need it or if it's just some trendy thing they see and other people are doing it and they think they're cool. Um, I agree with you. Just put on shorts and a fucking t-shirt, dude. You're not going into an NBA game. All right, Steve Kerr is not calling you off the bench to go play the fucking Oklahoma City Thunder. Just stop it, all right? You work at fucking Applebee's, dude. Just go fucking, you know, work off the shitty food you've been eating. Go home. So I'm with you. Uh, thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. This is from Nomir Akhtar. Uh, Akhtar? Akhtar. Sorry, I hope I got it right. Movie with the illest twist. Dude, I'm watching The Imposter, which you recommended, and it and it's amazing. Uh, here to return the favor. Watch Goodnight Mommy. It's an Australian movie with English subtitles. Okay. English subtitles, but believe me, uh, it will not bother you. They don't speak much. The silence in the movie says more than the words do. You'll notice once you watch it. The plot. A mother... Oh, this is cool. I like this. A mother of two nine-year-old twin boys returns home and the boys begin doubting it's really her. They believe she is an imposter. This movie is incredibly amazing. One of the illest twists ever. It makes you think and try to figure out what the fuck is happening. Sort of like the imposter. Nice. Um, It is not based on a true story and unfortunately not on Netflix. I had to download it. Man, I hope you watch this movie. Uh, I research theories about this movie quite often. I love to hear you talk about this movie with your own theories. Uh, P.S. Fuck those people who bitch about the Unacceptables being long. My favorite part of the show is your movie reviews. Uh, uh, it's my favorite part of the show, and your movie reviews are awesome, too. Love the show. Love your stand-up. Keep doing awesome shit you do. Well, thank you so much, uh, Nomi. I really appreciate that. I hope I pronounced your name right. Um, I didn't know if you wanted me to read this on the show, but I did because you didn't say not to. And I obviously like the people that listen to my show to, to listen to, you know, and watch awesome shit. So yeah, the imposter blew me away. It absolutely blew me away. And it, uh, I have my theories of what that family did. Um, and other people have their theories of what the family did or didn't do, I should say. But, um, yeah, I will definitely check that out. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Um, this is from this is from another Drew. Okay, Drew. Oh no, it says unacceptable prick, uh, and then it says Drew, but the bottom says Chuck T. So I guess I'll call you Chuck. Uh, hey Paul, love the show, and this is my first time writing to you. Uh, I bought a river house in Missouri a month before the big flood in December, and needless to say, it left my place in shambles. Anyway, I have been going to Home Depot to get um, to get some of my supplies to rebuild my home. I am not much of a handyman myself, but I have good friends who are contractors that help me out. I went to ask one of the workers to help me find uh, a piece for my new flooring, and he told me it was in either aisle 9 or 10. I then asked him if he could walk uh, me to it because I don't know exactly what this part looks like. He scowled and asked me, how could you not know what it looks like? He finally took me there but had an attitude the entire time. It adds to your point that at some point this (laughs) googly-eyed finger banger chose this job. Lock him in a cage and put him out of his misery. Thanks for the laughs last October. Um, oh, yeah, you were there with uh, with you and Burr at the Chicago Theater. Oh, and Bartnick, yeah. Um, it was really a great time. Chuck T. Well, thank you. Um, and you're absolutely right about your unacceptable. It's like, take me there because I, I don't work here, dude. I don't know the parts. I don't know. This is your job. Just take me there, dude. Help me. Fuck, that's unbelievable. And I'm taking you from from there. I'm taking you from working. I'm making you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm making your day go easier. What do you want to sit there and look at your phone, you dope? This is from, uh, this is unacceptable. Missing teens just out for a hookup. Okay, this is from Craig uh, Alman. Or Alman. Uh, dear Paul, and, oh, another Bill Burr convert here. First time submitter. Nice. So thank you so much for hopping aboard. I got to call Burr and thank him for telling people to come to the show, to the Verzi Effect. Okay. Uh, since you're a parent, I'd like to hear your opinion on the following. Recently on social media, there was a report 
of a local 15-year-old girl has gone missing while visiting a local hospital. Security cameras show her walking out of the hospital and then the police report that her cell phone was shut off around the same time. This uh, blows up enough that the local media outlets pick up on it and are airing stories uh, all day. Facebook and Twitter are all reposting about her missing. Amber alerts go out on text messages and digital highway signs. Five days pass, and then there is a short blurb in the newspaper that she is now home safe with her mother. No backstory, nothing. The unacceptable to me is the no backstory. Maybe it's a non-story, and maybe it's a private matter, but at least throw us a bone here and let us connect the dots. My bet is she hooked up with somebody or maybe saw divorced parents she wasn't supposed to see. Uh, best regards, Craig. Yeah, well, that... I just feel like uh, if, no, I just feel like, sorry, I just was looking at my cat. Um, I, I just feel like if you're going to put it out there on social media and make it a big deal and the local people get concerned about it, at least kind of say what happens. So I agree with you there, 100%. Thank you for the submission. And uh, you're a first-time submitter, so I appreciate it. Next one is from Glenn, um, I hope I say this right, Dun. Dunbrier? I hope I, I'm sorry, dude. I hope I got that right. Let me let me see this here. Dun Dunbuyer. That's what I'm gonna go with. Alright. Paul, second submission for me, um, and another flying one. Last one from me was about the last person to get on my flight, uh, who was a behemoth of a woman who I watched with a sinking heart waddle down the aisle straight to the empty seat next to me. This time I had to catch the same three hour flight. The guy who sat next to me this time had been uh, hard out drinking for hours before the flight. I know because I watched him in the lounge beforehand and wondered if I would be sitting next to him. Anyway, he fell asleep, snored real loud, leaned on my shoulder, stunk of booze, and then woke up and proceeded to climb over me to go to the bathroom every 20 minutes. <laughs> he snored real loud. Leaned on your shoulder. That's brutal. Stunk of booze. That's And then he crawled over you every 20 minutes. Fucking disgusting. Animal who needs caging. Um, that's hilarious. I'd love to hear IBS Kelly on the podcast. Listening to you laugh while trying to read his story had me laughing out loud on the plane, which probably woke the drunk pig up. Thanks again for the laughs, Glenn. Well, thank you, Glenn. You're absolutely right. And... Um, in his defense, I like to drink before a flight so I could sleep, but I, I obviously always keep my space, and I don't think I climb on people or snore that loud, especially when I'm sitting up. Okay, here we go. Uh, fucking Con Artist by Kyle Carroll. Here we go. Hey, Paul, a couple weeks ago, I went to the movies by myself to see them uh, to see a movie at the Newport AMC in Kentucky. Whenever I do this, I go a little early and enjoy a cigar and look over the river and enjoy the Cincinnati skyline. Awesome. I love where your head's at. I totally get that. That's like, that's right up my alley. And, uh, all right, so let's go. Halfway through my cigar, this young man comes up to me leading with the typical homeless beggar phrase, excuse me, sir, I don't mean to bother you. He proceeds to explain that he... Uh, got out of jail in Cincinnati and was extradited to the courthouse across the river in Kentucky and is a dollar or so short for bus fare to get back across the river to where his family lives. The guy was crying le uh, legitimate, um, desperate tears and was even carrying a jail bag with a handful of possessions. I have never given money to people like this and made that very clear to him, but his story and presentation were so compelling and legitimate i went ahead and gave him a dollar which he was very appreciative of and continued to cry harder as he took off running for the bus stop so this past weekend i again went to go see a movie and enjoy a cigar prior to and what happens yes you guessed it the same motherfucker shows up leading with the exact same line by this point my blood is boiling but on the surface i kept calm and let him spew uh verbatim the exact story he told me Weeks prior, when he finally finished and asked for the last bit of change for the bus fare, this is how the conversation unfolded. Me. So what if I told you we've met before? Oh, really? 
Uh, me. So what if I told you we met before? Him. Oh, really? Yeah, I think we may have run into each other uh, in the Loveland area a little while ago. No, we've met in this very same spot we are now. Him. Oh, man, that's crazy. Me. It's not crazy. We were in the exact same spot where you told me the same fucking sob story. Him. Well, I'm not lying to you, man. Shit happens, and I really do just need bus fare. Me. No, no. Don't feed me any more of your bullshit. You're a lying sack of shit, and I'm not buying it this time. <laughs> nice. Good for you. You're good at what you do, and I legitimately felt sorry for you last time. But now you need to take your bullshit sob story and fuck off with it before I call the cops. Needless to say... This is, uh, wow, this is a two-for-one unacceptable. Me, me and buying into this animal's bullshit the first time. And the other is that there are people out there that have gotten so good at conning people out of their hard-earned money. Sorry for the length, but I had to get this off my chest. Thanks for the laughs and hope your family, hope you and your family are doing well. Hope to see you live again soon. You're 100% right. And you know what? It's not unacceptable what you did. A guy crying, you gave him a dollar. He gave you a good story. You did everything 100% right. Thank you for the uh, unacceptable. That was awesome, actually. Uh, dog farts. And this is from Gene. Unacceptable when you invite friends over for a drink and dinner and your dog farts and makes your house smell like a concentration camp. Big fan from New Zealand. Would love to see you live sometime if you ever tour down under. Cheers, Gene. Uh, yeah, the dogs the dogs are the worst. You know what's funny? When you're with your dog and they shit and then you're having a conversation with somebody and like you know in your mind the shit's right there but you're just trying to avoid it and they, they see it. Uh, thank you guys for the unacceptables. That was awesome. Uh, moving on here. I got to... All right, we're over an hour, so I got to try to wrap this puppy up. Sports, I missed so much of the NBA playoffs because of... Um, you know, the trip and everything like that. But I'm still sticking with Warriors, Cavs. Cavs are flying right now. I'm still picking Warriors. I know OKC's coming on strong. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I think Steph Curry and them with the experience, the coaching. But LeBron and them are coming on. But I totally had to look at my cell phone and, and went, and then like, ESPN to kind of catch up on stuff. So uh, I did not get a chance to see any uh, any of the NBA that much. Uh, and I've been totally out of baseball. So sports is just NBA playoffs that I'm back watching, and I'll talk about it a lot more uh, afterwards. Um, let's see here. I got some, yeah. I I got a bunch of stuff that um, you guys had sent me. So um, this guy said, uh, shallow, uh, this is a quick one from, uh, it's a quick unacceptable from Twitter. So I wanted to get a couple of those out. Uh, shallow End Divers at Shallow Divers. Uh, Paul, a guy on my street is cutting his entire front lawn with a weed whacker. Unacceptable. Get a lawnmower, you animal. Uh, David uh, Paiva. I hope I said that right. Or Paiva. Uh, at the Pulp 16, P-A-I-V-A. That Brazilian audience booing everyone except other Brazilians was unacceptable. UFC 198. Hashtag uh, UFC 198. Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, hashtag TVE. Hashtag Stipe. Mayakovic, oh, the, I guess, is that the guy? Uh, Mayakic, Mayakic, whatever the fuck his name is. All right. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the Unacceptables in sports. I wish I, oh, uh, Handles Dan at Dan Pizzini, P-I-Z-Z-I-N-I, at Dan P-I-Z-Z-I-N-I. Hey, Brazil, get some class, putting hands on, uh, I am the, Immortal on his way to the cage. Hashtag animals. Uh, hashtag unacceptable. Yeah. I guess I didn't see that either because I was gone. But um, All right, guys. So, oh, people wanted to know. I did call the pizzeria about the guy who came dressed as the fucking. And, um, you know, they said that they were dealing with it and they had other people call. Um, Michael Newt said at. It's at N-E-U-T-S-Y-99. If a homeless mad hatter is going to deliver pizza, at least make him wear fingerless gloves. Unacceptable TVE 257 animals. Um, all right, guys. Movies. I did not see one because I was away. So there was no more movies there. 
uh, to see other than Disney shit. So I just watched Disney cartoons. So I didn't have anything like that. Uh, okay, plugs, guys. I will be at Absolute... Co- I actually have a crazy, busy um, June. So I will be... Uh, actually, you know what? For June, I'm going to be in Canada. I'm going to be with Bill Burr in upstate New York, Maine, Jersey. I'm going to be doing a fundraiser for filmmakers um, who are addicts. Uh, now they're making films. Uh, intervention thing for films is called a Fight. I'm going to be doing that in uh, Boston area, June 30th. Um, I'm going to be at Cabot Comedy Club uh, June 10 and 11 in uh, Chicopee, Mass. Uh, I'm going to be all over the place. So check uh, paulverzi.com for upcoming dates. And um, and I'll be in Ottawa at Absolute Comedy the 20th through the 27th, I believe. Uh, so check all those dates. Follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi. This has been TVE258. Hope you guys enjoyed it. There'll be a quick turnaround. I will do one Wednesday night or Thursday, so you'll get a quick turnaround. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am out of here, and until the next one, which is in a few days, I will talk to you guys soon.